You're listening to a Big Stick Energy Productions podcast. What up, what up, what up? This is episode two of The Gritisons of Philadelphia. <laughs> Nick, your picture fucked me up. <laughs> I, wait- <laughs> I waited for you to start talking. I'm just going to keep going. Um, <laughs> this is episode two of The Gritisons of Philadelphia podcast on oh. the Big Stick Energy Production Podcasting Network. I am Eric, your lovely host as you all of you beautiful folks already know here with three other beautiful people we have nick say what's up nick what's up nick okay we have joe say what's up joe what's going on guys and we have the lovely the heart and soul of big stick energy productions jim how you doing jim hey how's it going it's going great i'm happy to be here with you boys to discuss more of the return of sports particularly the NHL season, which is the most important season at the moment to me. So we're here to talk about the NHL return to play once again. The season is about to kick off in, what is that, nine days, boys. Wait, no, eight days. Eight days. Eight days. It's next Tuesday. Eight days now. Better let's get Um, Yeah, but uh, I'm very excited. You guys know I've been preaching this for, what, four months now? Yeah, ever since it stopped. I mean – Yep. You've been very uh, paranoid up until this point, but uh, I think you're finally able to come over around that corner now, and we're ready for it. I'm getting optimistic. But uh, before we jump in, I have something I got to talk about with you. What's that? Lay it on me. I watched Hamilton over the weekend. I know Jim watched it as well. He uh, texted me uh, a video that he thought of. But uh, <laughs> what uh, It reminded what, me what, uh, of the... It reminded me of that um, Shia LaBeouf uh, uh, video. Oh, you know, I know what you're talking about. Running through the forest from Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. But, yeah, no, I uh, I watched Hamilton, and I think I'm about six years too late to the party because um, it's stuck in my head now. Really enjoying yeah. it. It's, it was a fun. It was a fun old musical. So this I'm, is. Ha- I'm right there in that boat with you. Did you have you seen it? Yeah, I just watched it when it came out to Disney Plus. Jump simming, you did the same. Yeah, no, I was I was gonna watch it opening day, and then I was like, you know, I'll wait. I uh, so I poured myself a little glass of whiskey on Friday. Decided to enjoy the night and watch Hamilton. <laughs> we knew you were a man of culture. <laughs> I've learned so that? much. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Oh, I enjoyed. It. Yeah, I liked it too. I I thought it was pretty engaging. I mean, there's a lot of controversy around it now, just because it's there's, glorifying. There's a bit. Of, there's a bit shit, of, but like, yeah, po- politically maybe it doesn't necessarily hold up that well. But I mean, just from an entertainment standpoint, it's it's pretty great. But uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I thought all the um, actors and all that were in it were really good. I thought they all did a really good job of selling the story and. Yeah, so on the passion behind the uh, behind the play. Yeah, I, I I had to bring it up to you guys. I don't know; it's been stuck in my head all day. You know, King George's uh, breakup song. 
I, I've not gotten that out of my head since it came out. Oh, I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I love that guy. It's so good. <laughs> have you seen the show Mindhunter on Netflix? I have, but I heard that's what he's from. Yeah, he's the main, like, uh, in the, like, psychological FBI agent. Um, and it's really funny to see him in that and then also see him wearing, like, the King George outfit. <laughs> Are you saying Mindhunter is not a musical? Mindhunter is in the Hamilton universe. The Hamilton verse. I get what you did there, Jim. Let's get on the topic of um, sports since, you know, we're a sports podcast, but I just had to bring up Hamilton to you guys. Are we uh, going to jump into the nitty gritty? The nitty gritty of it all. Um, so we are, like I said, officially nine days, you know, eight days. I fucked it up twice. We are eight days away from the return Seven of days. NHL hockey. And... I am beyond excited. There's been not too much that's gone on this week. Um, you know, it's just been every day. It's just been kind of great to see on my Twitter feed, on my Instagram feed, just, um, you know, the players out on the ice practicing. It, it kind of feels like a little bit of semblance of normal. You know, it seems like no one's really um, had too many issues, knock on wood. Uh and it seems like everyone's keeping safe and the boys are just getting back into the thick of it. And it looks like they're all really excited to, you know, give this thing a go. And I'm, I've been getting a little bit of that giddiness, man. I don't know. I feel, I'm feeling something special this year from the boys. Especially they left us on such a, such a cliffhanger with how hot they were at the end. I was actually speaking of that. So I was reading an article today and I started to get really butthurt about it because I was reading, there was like four things that are going to happen over the course of the 2020 NHL playoffs. And I was like, oh boy, I thought it was like a legitimate NHL publication. And one of them was like, the Bruins will win first place in the seeding competition and the Flyers will fizz out. And I was like, oh no. So I was reading it and then it turns out it was a, it was a fucking Bruins website. And I was like, oh, that makes, that makes sense. So I was kind of a, so then I got a little better. I, I don't know. I just don't think they're going to – I don't think they're going to just go in cold. I think it's going to be even playing field like we've been talking about the past, you know, little bit. But, um, yeah, I just see them coming back and running with this thing because this is, you know, Giroux's got probably his best chance over the course of his career to win a Stanley Cup. Voracek, all these guys who've been through this shit are coming in. And they're like, we, we're going to do this thing. You know, we've, this team's special. We're close knit. We've survived, you know, our, one of our best players going down with a terrible, just tragic illness. Uh, our, one of our other players is struggling with a migraine disorder. A fucking pandemic came through and almost completely evaporated our entire, you know, progression of the season. And now we have this chance to finish out our season and potentially hoist the Stanley cup. So I don't see why. I don't see why they're not going out there and taking even the round robin games that don't really matter in the grand scheme of things. I don't see them giving it 110. percent I mean, yeah, now's yeah. not the time. You're good, Nick. Go ahead. Now's now's not the time to take it easy. They gotta go full force into this thing. Get the momentum when they can. It's weird because actually, what were you gonna say, Jim? I don't wanna. Uh, I mean, I was just gonna say I hope they get out there, get that momentum going early. Uh, take that first game and kind of dictate the pace of the rest of the secret series. I mean, if this isn't the time to uh, get caught behind here, um, I feel like whoever's going to come out on top is going to be the first one to uh, strike first. 
you know, I agree, especially with um, just the whole, like this round robin tournament is essentially like a, you know, like a rebirth of their season almost because they put themselves in a good position in order to have the first round playoff by. And now they're going to have the chance to potentially like they were in fourth place. They could end up in first place over the course of three games. And then I guess home ice doesn't really matter in this type of thing, but you know, it'll give you that little boost of team momentum, which, well, I mean, that'll play dividends. They got the whole tournament in their hands. They just got to capitalize, man. Yeah. And I think that they're, I mean, their depth is crazy. Like I was reading, we got to uh, talk about the roster a little bit tonight since I did mention last week that I wanted to get into that a little bit, but uh, I was just looking through, dude, and they got like players that you're like, ah, in in a normal season, they'd probably be in the, they'd probably be in the rotation for like a bottom level forward or something, but they got guys who are going to be sitting who are like, if something happens, you know, player goes down with like, an injury or something, dude, they can just plug in someone and they're going to be set. Like it's, it's wild the, the way that the depth in terms of this season versus the last like eight or nine seasons have just been completely different. To uh, draw a comparison, uh, this team with their resilience and the kind of the next man up mentality, when someone goes down, someone's jumping right in kind of reminding me of the 2017 Eagles. No, you I know was, how yeah. That ended. yeah. Luckily, Hopefully it's not the same type of situation, but I mean, you could say just like the way the season's played out, there has been the injury problem a little bit early on with the, you know, devastating injuries. Um, Yeah. And they just, their resilience, their heart, their perseverance. I mean, it just, it gives me, it definitely gives me that vibe. I mean, it's kind of cliche to compare a team like that because I do think like, you know, that's just the Philadelphia thing to do is like any team that's kind of, you know, per, needs to persevere through something is automatically the 2017 Eagles. But I've even thought that a couple times, like just the way they're built, just the, but I do think like they're also built unlike the Eagles who had some trouble after they're built for the long run. I think the flyers are, and they're, they're due to, this isn't just like a one and done type deal. They're a couple, this is going to be a couple of years of hopefully pure, like some dominance. Dude, if they do win, they definitely deserve a uh, 30 for 30, don't you think? I mean, this season has been crazy with Limblom and <clears throat> the virus, of course, and, and the young goaltender and all the older players finally being able to have this great season. And if they do get that win, I don't want to jinx anything, but that would just be incredible. Dude, I think they should make a 30 for 30 series of like – every sport and then branch off to each individual sport have like a 30 for 30 season of just like okay this sport this is what happened in this sport this is the champion you could have so much fun with that type of thing this year are you talking about due to the virus yeah just like everything that's gone down and then even like the own individual problems of whoever wins in their respective sports right uh, i agree with joe though um with the 30 for 30 on this team especially with starting the beginning of the season there's a lot of storylines that are developing that could really pan out that way. And you forget because it's been – it feels like it's been so long ago that, you know, the season even started, you know. It's been Basically almost a, a full off season. Right. Yeah. Um, which is crazy because then what's going to happen is you're going to get essentially like a two-month expedited season, expediated season, 
not expedited, <laughs> expedited season. And then you're going to go back into like almost a little bit of an off season. And then they're going to start next season a little later. And then they're debating talking about playing a full season, but um, we'll have to see. But for now, we're just, you know, going to focus on obviously the fact that we just get sports back to talk about and discuss and enjoy in a, in, in a time that's just been, I can't lie. Like it's been hard to like, there hasn't really been something to like look forward to. There hasn't been anything going on. So like now I can like get up and be like, Oh dude, I got the flyers and I got hockey on today. And like, so if, if they, uh, I know they're talking about pushing the beginning of the next season back. Do they go back into a bubble? Do they go back into the quarantine? I mean, they state? haven't. They <laughs> haven't even discussed that yet. I guess they're gonna wait and see how the world pans out, or like the country. Because so. I can't, I can't really see the situation getting any better until there's a vaccine for this. So, well, that's I mean, why. I mean, they it, might. I was gonna say it's very optimistic, thinking like, oh, we're gonna start next season, but like, how are you gonna have people? Well, go they're home pushing back till then... January is when they're talking. So like they're giving it the rest okay. of the year, I mean, and then that—that's that, yeah, that's enough time. And then I mean, obviously they're gonna see, wait and see how the world kind of, the way the events go. But that's why they're doing this because they're trying to salvage their money because they don't. It's so that's why the people who are saying like just cancel the season and start next year. Okay, let's say how many teams are in the playoffs right now? So there's 24 teams. The first, all right. I'm. This is a lot of math for me to do right now. <laughs> but you got it buddy you can let's do this. just let's just say in total there's a little more than like a hundred games probably for like a playoff would you say does that sound kind of normal to compared to all the rounds there's four rounds uh hold on i'll do the math for you there might be more are you talking How about first well for like potential teams so there's 24 teams right now but the problem is is the first the first round, like the qualifying round, is up to five games instead of seven. So that's that's eight games by seven. Or that's eight 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 teams. So four rounds times seven. That's twenty-eight games potentially in the first round. Plus the three for each that's three times. That's another twenty-one games. So that's twenty-eight plus twenty. Forty-nine. 49. I like your math here. It's no, making, no, it's no. It's sense to me. No, no, and then I was doing, I was doing, um, and then there's obviously, once the teams get in the playoffs, that's four, four more rounds for 16 more teams. Makes sense to me. So that's... Something about Luffy, right? Yeah, I'm not doing all this math. That might be more than 100 games. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing math right now. <laughs> yeah, but uh, anyway... There's almost like there's like probably a hundred times more games in a normal season. So that's however many more bubbles you got to create, however many more safety protocols, however many more tests. They're doing this because it's a condensed ability. They could shorten the season next year. They could only do like a sick 48 game season or something. But they've talked about they want to try to see if they can get a full season out of it. So they're obviously, and plus, like the fact that they're just, they got this far already in returning is, I mean, that's just mind blowing to me. Yeah. The NHL has done such a good job of getting all the players and teams back for this. Anyway, why don't we go into like a, like a topic here, boys? What do you guys want to talk about first? Uh, I don't know. 
Uh, oh, dude, we, lo- dude we, lost our ch- we lost our chat. That was where we had all the topics. <laughs> oh, I still have it. Oh, all right. Um, Copy and paste. <laughs> so, for those that are listening... COVID tests. All right, for those well. that are listening, we had a uh, chat, but Eric and I had to keep leaving and rejoining to uh, test our audio here on Zoom, not a sponsor. Um, all right. But- We'll go into the COVID test first. That's a good place to start. So I don't know if we talked about this last week. I mean, we did talk about the kind of safety protocols that they're going to invoke, but I mean, it's a little bit different now because they're not all in, in the bubble at the moment, but the NHL has been testing um, every player, every personnel member, I think Um, just, you know, everyone who's going to be involved in the bubble and they test let's see i had like the number here the nhl today released the covid-19 testing results from the first 5 days of training camp so from july 13th to july 17th which was last week uh 2618 so 2618 tests were administered to more than 800 players in the league According to the league, only two players have tested positive for COVID-19 and they are self-isolating and are following the CDC and Health Canada protocols. And the NHL has not disclosed the names of the players that tested positive because under the new collective bargaining agreement, players that test positive for COVID-19 will be deemed unfit to play, just as injured players are. So, I mean, two players out of more than 800 players testing is a really good ratio i would say and i mean you if those players are already um quarantining and ensuring that they're okay that means that most likely the other players who aren't testing um or who already were skating probably don't won't test positive hopefully um i mean you can't you can't be certain because the players are still able to kind of function and flow to their own pace right now because they're not in a bubble i mean they obviously i think the team is enforcing a little bit of like a make sure you're fucking safe policy that's that's verbatim what it's called by the way you're a fucking safe policy <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but they're gonna make sure Love that it. yeah but um so two players out of 800 plus is a really good ratio to me i don't know about how you guys obviously think like that that's a pretty good sign that the NHL has been doing a really good job and they've been very proactive about this and haven't been doing the thing like brushing it under the rug and being like, well, you're okay. You're probably fine. Like the moment that a player might be, um, might be, you know, uh, there's a chance that maybe he did contract it or something They're they're immediately jumping on it and making sure they're testing him. And if, God forbid he's positive, then they, they'll put him a little bit in a quarantine. And then once he's good to go, he'll probably jump back in the bubble, which is kind of how it seems like they're going to go. Um, speaking of which, uh, I'll segue into another topic that happened this week. Cause we'll, I'm going to go into, since we kind of started with the overall NHL, I'll just jump into NHL news and then we'll end with flyers news. Sound good to you guys? Yeah. Yep. Yes, sir. Right. You're in the driver's seat. So, uh, I know that Nick 
me, Nick, Jim, and Joe, we have a little group chat. We've been keeping up on, you know, I've been trying to keep up on all the news that's been coming out just to make sure that if anything happens with the Flyers or even the NHL with the virus, then, you know, we'll be the first to know. But uh, over the weekend, or was it the weekend? It might have been late last week. Anyway, um, Boston Bruins forward David Posternock and their uh who's like their one of their leading scorers one of their superstars and then Andre Kashi who are who is also on the Boston Bruins and is both uh both of them are from Czech so the Czech Republic if case you guys wanted to know that I know geography once again I have never been more proud thanks um it's located next to West America but uh (laughs) but um they uh, were skating Wednesday. Yeah, it was definitely last week because they were skating Wednesday. Um, was their first day out of the quarantine, and everyone was all happy because they were back. And then Thursday they were not on practice, and then the the dreaded unfit to play uh, report came out of camp, and everyone started to obviously. Which before I go any further, I want to ask you guys how you feel because the NHL is trying to keep a little privacy and maybe a little bit of speculation from going on, but would you rather hear someone tested for COVID or would you rather hear they're unfit to play and be speculating the whole time that, Oh God, what if they, what if they have COVID when maybe he just had like the shits and he couldn't skate? I always appreciate um, honesty, but is it like a HIPAA thing? You think that that's might be. where I'm, that's it, what I'm yeah. like. HIPAA kind of like, I know, People were pissed when the NFL had some leaks. I mean, it's not up to the uh, the league to be given that news. It's between the player and their doctor. Uh, I mean, obviously, they have to tell the league and everything in quarantine, but it's not – if they don't want the news coming out, then they have uh, the right to uh, deny that. That's – yeah, and that's what I've been thinking. But at the same time, I think it's just weird how they're not – like, they're – kind of grouping them together i guess it has to do with the deal in the cba like like we read but um i don't know if like maybe part of it is like even if we lie and say it's like a lower body injury then they're going to assume anyway that it's probably covid related so why don't we just create like a basic like unfit to play like maybe that's the reasoning it's the only thing i can think of that would make the most sense i mean it's not like it really like if you're out, you're out. So it really doesn't yeah. matter too. Yeah, much. it doesn't matter. I guess. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's something that every. I guess it's something that everyone and like, like fans and like are probably just trying to look for something to be fucking worried about because it's like almost too good to be true right now. So. Like I mean, I get the fans want to know, and I get like it's a news topic that people are going to cover, but like ultimately, these people are still living their lives. They don't. It's have it's to have a, no, it's a privacy thing, public. and like. It's like uh, you guys, like I would rather, I wouldn't be pestering you guys to find out if you guys may be tested. I would just, if you said like, I've been a little sick, it's like, okay, it's your, you know, if you don't want to tell me, you don't want to tell me. It's the same thing with like, just because these guys happen to be professional athletes and don't have the right to disclose like the fact that they contracted a virus because I mean, there's a weird stigma around it still. Like, it's almost like people are like, you know, worried and they think like, maybe the player they don't want the players to be like judged for like potentially could have been doing something wrong by contracting it like you know maybe like they weren't obeying the bubble like 
there's all kinds of reasonings I'm thinking. And most importantly, Jim, yeah, most, most importantly, Jim, it doesn't matter. Like you said, but I just was thinking that, yeah, I don't even know. We got, we got a real sidetrack. Prerogative. We got sidetracked there, but back to the Pasternak thing. So they obviously, you know, they were off the ice Thursday, off Friday again, off Saturday and Sunday, but it came out Saturday from Pasternak's agent that it was indeed COVID-19 related. Um, He was apparently around someone who happened to uh, test positive. So obviously they pulled him out of practice real quick. um, And then they tested him. He's tested negative, I think is what's come out, but he's still quarantining. So I don't know, which isn't like the biggest deal, but um, that's, that's, that's a positive that, that he did actually, like it was related to that. And then what happened after that was like, Kashi's still not, hasn't come back. And then like nine or 10 Bruins the other day all started to sit out. So it's just been kind of like, if that's the possibility, it just shows what can happen to a team. They can eat through the team right away, but it seems like a lot of them are coming back. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's crazy time, you know? Well, the issue, the reason why it took so long with Pasternak and it's been an issue across the whole NHL is that a lot of the tests are like, coming back inconclusive or they're screwing him up somehow yeah or it's taken maybe an extra day or two because i mean we'll get into voracek had a similar situation happen to him but once we get into like the flyers part of the episode we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that but uh yeah same and there's also um leading into more suspicious injury news uh cross city crosby you know famed philadelphia hate most hated player uh and Pittsburgh Penguin captain mysteriously is out as well. Uh, but, you know, that's sounding more like it could potentially be a, in, like a legitimate physical injury, uh, which happened earlier in the season or something has been kind of, you know, that's the thing is like people aren't going to know if like, was it a concussion problem or something? It's not their business, but like, it's just freaky, man. And, like, us as sports fans, as humans, we're always going to fucking speculate. We're never going to, like, be told, like, okay, whatever. Like, we're always, like, we're, like, we're conditioned to, like, not trust the team, essentially. <laughs> like, I feel like that's just kind of how it goes. Like, the team can tell you something happened, and then you're, like, nah, that's not how it went. Yeah, I think it's pretty safe to say that he sustained an injury and it wasn't COVID-related. Yeah. He, was, he left during the middle of the scrimmage. Yeah, and he did something earlier in the season I think he needed surgery for, so they're afraid that it's something like that, which, I mean, again, like, I don't want to say the pen- – don't count the Penguins out because they were missing him for a decent amount of the season, him and Malkin, I think. And, uh, they, I mean, they still were in playoff positioning for the whole season. But them losing Crosby in the playoffs is not ideal. It's ideal for the Flyers – I was going to say, it's ideal for us. Let's yeah, it. but it's not ideal for them. It's not ideal. I mean, it sucks because you, you don't want stars out of the playoffs. You don't want you, – you want the playoffs to house the best, you know, talent possible because that's when they're, the playoffs are an exciting time is when there's the stars of the game, the faces of the league who are the ones out there showcasing why they're the best in the world. But uh, – The uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, hands down, the best – postseason there is in sports and i don't want anything to that would muddy that yeah and like obviously like it's fun to say like fuck Sidney crosby as a philly fan and stuff but like 
I respect him, and this is controversial. This is controversial as a as a Philly fan, but I respect him as an athlete. He's one of the greatest hockey players that I've ever seen in my life, and I do enjoy watching him in the playoffs because the shit he can do is just mind blowing. But uh, obviously, as a Flyers fan, fuck you. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, what's the Does last thing? Does he look like a bitch? Yes. But uh, yeah. the last thing, the uh, more news. Uh, did we talk about Max Domi last week, boys, for Montreal? Maybe. He Maybe was one of the players of Montreal who has uh, type 1 diabetes. Ring a bell? Yeah, I do believe we okay. talked about him. Well, he yeah, actually no, he no, returned no. on the ice today, which it's sounding more and more like that he's going to be back for the playoffs for the Canadians because he was, uh, I think he had a 7 to 10 day period in order to kind of figure out like do i feel safe to play should i play but it sounds i mean he skated today and it's leaning more and more like he's coming back so that's great for him great for the canadians um obviously he feels comfortable and safe enough to be out there which i'm glad it's probably been due to the nhl handling this so well and you know contract contact tracing and you know showcasing that they're serious which has helped a player like ty domi or not ty that's his dad um max domi has shown that uh he feels safe enough to be back so yeah okay now what's the last story we'll talk about before we jump into some big boy flyers news uh okay here's a funny story for you guys so i think it was the game before last season like before the season kind of, you know, stopped after the COVID, uh, Brendan Lemieux, who's a little bit of a pest for the New York Rangers. He's one of those players who flirts the line kind of like, you know, likes to be a bit of a dickhead, but you know, he does it. He's like that guy who tiptoes. He likes to throw some hits, likes to stir the pot. He threw a nasty hit in the last game. And it's funny. He like got suspended, but he got suspended like right before the end of the, the or the beginning of the freeze so they like didn't dictate how long he was going to be be suspended so he got suspended today for two games to start the playoffs <laughs> so imagine waiting imagine waiting this long to come back and then you're suspended <laughs> fuck it sucks bro bro this shit is like the blip in uh the avengers and shit like the uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just came back five years later. Yeah. Um that sucks though, dude. I mean, like, he's caught like he's the type of player that's exciting to watch in the playoffs because he'll like, you know, throw a huge hit, kind of be a little bit of a dick in front of the net. But like I just that's that sucks. Like you're all ready to you're all geared up. But he's probably the whole time thinking, like, when are they gonna announce my suspension? When am I gonna have to serve it? I mean, there was a possibility fault well yeah but there was a possibility maybe they would be like we'll suspend you for the next regular season but you can play in the playoffs but like they're like well dude that could be like a fucking year so we're just we'll we'll just uh you know suspend you now get it out of the way but i mean that's just that's funny it's some you know i don't know figured i'd talk about that a little bit i enjoyed it all right Let's jump into the shit we're actually here to talk to now that we're done with the league news. 
All right, the Philadelphia vaginas. Yes, vaginas because that's on the uh, that's on the list here. Yes, chat. That's the thanks for that, Nick. Um, All right. So we'll start kind of a little bit. We'll start like previous in the last week, and we'll kind of work our way up to the current day of news. Sound good for you guys? Yep. Let's get it. All right. So Oscar Lindblom, who we talked about last week, was obviously free cancer, which is we're very happy. He was rewarded, which I guess it's weird to say he was rewarded. But uh, right, I guess. Does it count? Like he the man should be rewarded. His, he was rewarded for his perseverance, right? Yeah. I mean, before he went down, he was one of the best players in hockey. So, But, but this uh, – yeah, you're right. I, I mean, I don't know. I guess, like, congrats on the not having cancer. He persevered through it. Yeah, exactly. Congratulations. Here's your reward for beating cancer. Okay. Um, it, he was nominated for the Masterton Trophy, which is – awarded to the player who best exemplifies perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication. Along with Limblom, Ottawa Senators right-winger Bobby Ryan, who actually is a Cherry Hill native, and Dallas defenseman Stephen Johns were also nominated. Um, yeah, so it's one of those awards where I can't even, I can't even fucking say, like, I think all three of them should win. Because yeah, I mean, it's Bob, not like anything to be measured. Yeah, Bobby Ryan entered the NHL NHLPA assistance program November 20th to get help for alcoholism, and he returned to the Senators lineup in February. He actually scored a really nice goal in his return, which was awesome. And Stephen Johns returned to the NHL in January after missing 22 months because of post-concussion syndrome. So it's like these players overcame some pretty rough stuff in order to get back to the game. Uh, there's been a little bit of an argument. Yeah, but which one of them had cancer? Well, there's been a little <laughs> bit of an argument that Limblom should have got nominated next season because he technically he didn't returns. return yet. Right. These guys have returned. Yeah. So I guess that's hard but, to judge that though. Well, like all, which trauma is worse? Well, know? it's also like yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, and he's back. Like Limblom's back, and he's preparing to play, and it was a big a big story of the NHL. Um, yeah. So, I mean, congrats to all three of them, but like, obviously I'm rooting for Limblom cause that's a his, him overcoming literal fucking bone cancer is crazy. But like, I wish they just give out all three. Cause that's just crazy. I, for, you agree? Yeah. I can't say any of those guys don't deserve it. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Whoever wins, I mean, it's you know, it's great, and I'm I'm happy that these guys can get back to the game they love and and just. It's probably, on. I'm sure it's just a nice gesture from the league, you know. No, it is. Yeah, absolutely. I love that the league gives out this award. I always like hearing the stories. I know Simmons got nominated last year for overcoming a lot of injuries and just stuff like that. But um, yeah. Yeah, I love seeing a uh, whole league come together on these guys. Yeah, I mean the Limblom thing was like the whole league was behind Oscar Limblon. The Oscar Strong thing really took off. Yeah. Really. Which was really awesome. Even like, you know, Crosby, Malk and all them were wearing T shirts, Oscar Strong. It's like, you know, just we, we get so caught up in the whole 
the whole like you know rivalry and the fun the fun banter between the fans but at the end of the day like these guys are still guys like they're still people who are who are living their lives and just happen to get paid to play a sport like it's but they're still just human beings and you know coming down with such a like a disease like cancer like that's just you know you don't wish that upon anyone so to see everyone kind of get Crosby behind him still was amazing. sucks though yeah all right well thanks for ruining a fucking sentiment yeah, really. love it, jim <laughs> damn it jim yeah he fucked me over <laughs> um all right we'll uh jump into some more news in terms of the uh awards what? talk yeah let's continue with the awards got one more yeah thanks for my segue nixie nick nick enhances my segues jim you fuck them up <laughs> and then you comment <laughs> on them which brings them right back down okay yeah <laughs> um we'll work yeah. on our chemistry so who's really the fuck up here? <laughs> <laughs> it's crosby i think um, we can all agree on that uh yeah, all right. right let's get to um sean couturier our just Hoots. first line center, one of the most underrated players in the whole league, finally getting his recognition for his defensive ability on ice as well as his offensive. He was nominated today for the Selkie Trophy, which is for the top like defensive that. forward, top defensive forward in the NHL, along with Boston Bruin forward patrice bergeron who has been nominated nine times nine times in his 16 year career and is trying to win the award for a fifth time in his career (laughs) that's impressive very impressive i know he's one of the i mean that's who ever when everyone said like katori was coming in the league he was compared to like a like a younger patrice bergeron which is like bergeron's a bruin but like i've always loved bergeron's game there's just something like He's the type of guy – he reminds me of Couturier with, like – I think Bergeron played a Stanley Cup Finals game with, like, a pierced lung, like, broken ribs, and Couturier's already played through, like, that Penguins game a couple years ago. He played – he had a separated shoulder, and he had, like, yeah. a six-point game. Like, it's, like, shit like that, where, like, they're they're broken and battered, and they're still the most important player on the ice and showcasing why they're there and why they're – so important to the team. Um, and the final person who got nominated is uh, St. Louis Blues forward and last year's Stanley Cup champion, Ryan O'Reilly, who I don't know if – he actually won the award last season, and he's a finalist again this season. So it's a second time, but he was the winner last year. He also won the uh, Con Smith Trophy, playoffs MVP. Yep, he was a force, man. He's a – He's someone who I'm really pissed off that the Penguins never – or not Penguins. <laughs> yeah, I'm very pissed off the Penguins never got him. I'm very pissed off the Flyers never traded for him because he was uh, – apparently when Hextall was here, there was a big rumor going around that the uh, the Sabres, who Ryan O'Reilly originally played for, were offering Ryan O'Reilly to us, and Hextall was too stubborn to trade picks away. So that, for picks? Yeah, like picks and like a prospect, which I would have I would have totally given up for Ryan O'Reilly. He's, yeah. he's, a, he's spectacular. I love watching him too. Like I love, I'm a rarity with hockey fans where like a lot of hockey fans are, you know, goals, goals, goals. But I love the defensive aspect. Like Couturier's game, Couturier, when I used to play hockey, I played similar to Couturier where I was a lot more, I, I like to kind of, you know, kill penalties. And I like to be, you know, the guy who's making sure that every ass, every corner of the ice is covered 
you know, always making sure the defense comes first, offense comes second. So I don't know, something about just the, the way these guys play the game is really fun to watch. And I'm it's obviously not knock, it's not to knock their offense either because yeah, all these guys put up some serious points. Well, I was actually reading a quote earlier today from a former coach of the Flyers and current coach of the Blues, Craig Berube, who said when he was here, uh, Couturier, like he would win the Selkie trophy as one day when he, once his offense kind of catches up and now that his offense is starting to, you know, has come around and he led the team in goals last year. He was up there in terms of points this year. Like he's, you know, Dude, I think he was leading the team in points when it ended. Yeah, I think No, no, was. that was Voracek. No, Voracek was assists. Yeah. Um, but Couturier is a second-time finalist. After, mm-hmm. in 2017-2018, he finished as a runner-up to Los Angeles Kings forward Andre Kopitar. He led the NHL in face-off winning percentage at 59.6% and finished third in defensive zone face-off winning percentage at 59.5%. He ranked first among among Flyers forwards in ice time per game at 19 minutes and 50 seconds, and at shorthanded ice time at 140 minutes and 29 seconds, and led all Flyers skaters with an SAT rating of uh, 56.1. And he had 59 points, 22 goals, 37 assists, and he was a plus 21 in 69 games which would make him the third flyer if he were to win the award and the first since Dave Poland in 1986-87. The other one being Bobby Clark, right? Yep. Good company. Uh, and a lot of people are actually saying, like, this is Couturier's year to win. Like, they think that he's going to be the one to take it home this year. It's, like, his chance to finally win since he's – the other two obviously have won already. Couturier's pretty much – it's like a reputation award, essentially. But Couturier's been listed among the finalists. Like, he's been the kind of the guy who everyone's been like, if I was going to nominate someone a while – a dark horse in the race is Couturier, and then he was nominated once. But he's always in the running. So the fact that he's, you know – finally proven it this year a lot of people are like i think katoria is my pick to win and yeah, obviously not, my pick unbiased I'm, sure I'm not sure how they determine the winner but it's it's really weird i mean like bergeron obviously has just as all three of them are deserving and have just as much of a chance yeah. but i think katoria deserves it the most being slightly because it's his first time it's his second time being nominated but it will be his first win and he's right. you know, proven that he deserves to be there so I'm I'm rooting for Coots, and yeah, he's going to be huge in the playoffs. Like he's going to be one of the most important players on the ice. I have him second behind Carter Hart. Oh yeah, I mean Carter Hart. The other day, quoted he said they asked him about. It. He's like, I've been dreaming of this moment my entire life. So I mean, they're all ready, man. They're ready to go for it. I fucking love it. I believe this team's going to bring it. Um, yeah, but that's uh, stuff. Go Coots. Uh, but uh, obviously the most important thing to Coots right now is uh, holding that silver chalice over his head. Love to see that. Um, some more news about the Flyers, and then we'll hop into the uh, roster a little bit from training camp. So, well, actually, no, we'll jump into the, the last piece of news, and then we'll talk about the board check situation because there's a little bit of tidbits about that. But uh, – Earlier today, the NHL announced that the uh, the round robin 
dates were flipped around a little bit. Um, so originally, the Capitals Bruins game was going to be played on August 8th, which is a Saturday, and now will be played on Sunday, August 9th. Now, a lot of people are speculating that might be due to the poster knock situation, and they're hoping that maybe an extra day will help him get back or something. Yeah, that's why I think it happened. Yeah, and then um, they flip-flop that with the uh, Flyers-Tampa Bay Lightning game, which was originally scheduled for that Sunday, will now be played on the Saturday. They haven't announced any start times for it yet. The only game that has a start time right now is the Flyers exhibition game next Tuesday, which will be at four o'clock, I think. Yeah, four o'clock. And then game one of the round robin against the Bruins will be at three o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday for August 2nd. So yeah, just a little bit of a schedule flip. Nothing too crazy. I don't think it's not like going to change anything in the grand scheme of things, but just means the Flyers will play one day sooner now. I still smell dubs. Oh yeah, I'm hoping they go three and zero, end up with that first place. Well, let's let's make it happen, man. I'm ready for it. Um, and let's talk about right. the let's talk about that roster situation. I was gonna go into the board check thing before the roster. Uh, okay. Okay, um, so a part of the you know speculative stories that have been coming out about this whole coronavirus, like do players have it, do players not have it. Uh, the other day, Voracek mysteriously wasn't involved on, it was Saturday, wasn't involved in the Flyers scrimmage game that they had, uh, during the, in the morning against like a, you know, they split the team down the middle and they had a, had a, uh, inter-squad game. They, um, you know, a lot of people started being like, where the fuck's Voracek? Where is he? Where is he? And then, uh, they, you know, it was finally announced on Sunday that he would be skating again. And then it came out that Voracek's test results for COVID-19 were inconclusive at first. And then the second test uh, took too long. And then the third test came back negative. So, you know, everyone was like playing it off nonchalantly. Like, you know, we're not too worried about Voracek. I think everything's okay. They obviously probably were talking to him and like, he was probably just like, yeah, those fucking guys messed up my test. And then uh, he came out and he, they're doing, have you guys noticed like the zoom interviews they've been doing with like the coaches and the players and stuff on, I've been like retweeting on Twitter and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Voracek, he did something like, um, they asked him like, you know, we were all worried about you and stuff. He's like, you guys were acting like I was fucking dead. And he actually said like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes like, he goes like, you guys worry too much. I'm fine. <laughs> 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 never be too sure, man. I know, but it's just great. Like Voracek's such a character, man. Like that Dude's one a straight shooter. Like the other day when we, she's like the the last time I think I played against around without no fans was was never. <laughs> 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 so it'll it's gonna be fun to see these guys on the ice, mm-hmm. and I, I want Voracek to have a big playoff, and I think he's going to. I think he deserves to hold a cup after, you know. Sometimes he's kind of the punching bag of the Philly fan base which, you know, there's always that superstarish player who is kind of the player that the fan base wants to target when he's, you know, apparently, in quotes, not doing well, even though Voracek is always in, like, the top three for leading points every year. Sometimes, you know, it's – sometimes people think he takes lazy shifts off and stuff, but honestly, Voracek, 90% of the time, I've been a huge fan of him. I know every player you're going to get frustrated with, but I think Voracek is still a great leader in that room. And 
he's a very honest guy and he, he cares about winning. He wants to be there. So he wants a cup to, for the city. He wants to give us what we've been dreaming of for a while. So uh, that's it for the Voracek thing. He's back to skating. And so far there's been no other issues, hopefully knock on wood again, but uh, I think it's time we jump into the roster. Speaking of no issues with players. What do you guys think? Let's get in it. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So I'm just going to go off of the training camp roster for Saturday scrimmage. Cause that's been kind of, you know, that's pretty much what the uh, roster is at the moment. Cause they didn't really release anything current. So this is the most current schedule we had besides, um, well, this is actually Voracek is included in this. So, the forwards are number 10, Andy Andrioff, who's kind of like a bottom tier forward who will most likely be there in case someone gets hurt. He'll just be a, fill, a body fill-in. Uh, you have number 21, Scott Lawton. I'm not going to announce all the numbers. I'm just, I just realized I don't need to fucking do that. <laughs> yeah, never mind. Uh, okay. You guys there? Yep. All right. Just making sure. Yeah. Yep. You All can right. just read off the names and positions. Yep. All right. So we got center Scott Lawton, left wing James Van Riemsdyk. We got center Selkie Trophy nominee Sean Couturier. We got captain left wing Claude Giroux, Morgan Frost at center, Herman Herbstoff, as Jim likes to say, at center. Uh, Nicholas Abe Kubel, right wing, who's, I mean, He's one of those players who kind of came not out of nowhere because he's been in the system for a little while, but he, the moment he got his chance to play, he just proved that he's valuable to the team. Always energetic on the ice, always in the right position, always putting pressure on the puck. And I'm really excited to see a type of player like that in the playoffs because they're the ones who end up making the most difference. Or the guys who maybe like the third liners who, you know, go in there, throw the body around, always keep the puck in the zone. So it's going to be fun to watch him. And then, uh, Jake Voracek at right wing. That's the end of the forwards. So that's nine forwards. We got six defensemen. We got uh, Robert Hag, Ivan Provorov, Matt Niskanen. Uh, I don't even know the fuck. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is These are both. Of, okay. Tyler Watherspoon, Nate Prozer, who are two players from the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, who they pulled up a couple Phantoms just to have bodies to, you know, I guess to make sure that they like clear the roster for the um, the bubble in case they need extra guys. Uh, and number sixty-one, Justin Braun. I read the number again, Nick. I'm really sorry. We we got Alex Lyon at goal, and then Philadelphia's favorite son, Carter Hart. And then this is the other team that played. We have number ah, fucking almost did it again. I'm just reading down a list, so I keep reading the number. <laughs> Travis Konechny, right wing. Michael Raffle, right wing. Kevin Hayes, center. Tyler Pitlick, your favorite player, Jim, at center. Derek Grant, at center. <laughs> Nate Thompson, at center. Joel Therapy at right wing. Carson Torensky, at left wing. And Connor Bunneman, at center. Defenseman, we have Andy Walensky, who was from the Phantoms. We have Phil Philippe Myers, Travis Sanheim, Shane Gossespierre, Igor Zamula, who is one of the uh, prospects in the system that a lot of the fan base and the team is very excited about. 
to potentially even get a chance in this playoff, but just for the future. And Mark Friedman, who is uh, who played a couple games this season. He's one of the Flyers' former draft picks from a couple years ago. He's shown that he is also a very uh, promising, can fit in at any time, very steady with the puck, and actually just signed a two-year extension, I think, last week. I don't remember if it was last week or the week before, but so we haven't locked down for two more years. And then we have Brian Elliott in net, who it'll be Carter Hart and Brian Elliott. It'll be the two goalies going into the playoffs. And then we have Kirill Ustmenko, who is a goalie prospect that a lot of people are like really impressed with. Uh, I've seen a couple of plays from him and he's, he shows like, where do we got depth at goalie? We got depth at forward. We got defensive depth, dude. We're fucking stacked going in the playoffs. Like it's crazy when you hear these names, you're just like, I didn't forgot we even had that guy. It's a good mix of a uh, like go-to guys and promising prospects that could jump in there. And old and young. Like you got someone like Konechny who's only like 23 you got, and then you got someone like Drew is 31, Boracek who's 30, but then you got Couturier who's 26, uh, Kevin Hayes is 27. Like you got, you got, you got a, a great group of just, and then like Barabee's 20. I think he's might be 21. Uh, Frost is 21. I mean, it's just crazy the amount of depth we got. I'm yeah, excited, it's man. It's a really good mix right now. I can't imagine the uh, prospects getting a ton of time to shine. No, I was, playoffs, but... yeah, it's just nice to have the bodies there and they right. might have a chance to jump in and prove, prove themselves. So, which is awesome. Um, so I was going to actually give you guys my prediction for the roster and then see what you guys think. Cause I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, I think from how the season was playing out anyway, cause this is well, essentially kind of like a training camp, but I mean, they already have the rosters that I think they want to go with already in their mind. How many guys from this list need to be cut? Um, so there's 18 forwards, and there's four lines. So that's four times three. It's 12. So there's got to be six. I guess six guys will get cut, essentially. Six offense, six forwards, and then six defensemen, and then two goalies. So well, I think uh, there's unlimited goalies. So there are, but I, I mean, there's only going to be two goalies that dress. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be Hart and Elliot. It'll be Hart and Elliot, yeah. Which is, I mean, a gimme. But I mean, it's like those other guys. It's nice to have Lions proven that he's really competent to come in and be a backup to. God forbid. But uh, okay, so we got we've got Scott Lawton at center, who's obviously on the team. He's again a player who's going to. He's the type of player that I predicted earlier in the season. I was like, the Flyers may get in the playoffs, and he you're going to realize how important Scott Lawton is. And even throughout the season, he was proving how important he was, and it's great to see that he's finally blossoming into the player that a lot of us you know, thought he was going to be. But he's also just – just the way he skates, man, he's just, so, he's just fast. He's fun to watch move around. So he's on the team. I think he's a third line? Yeah, third line center. I think that's where they had him right now. He, he'll slide up and down fourth and third, but I think third's pretty good for him. Uh, we got JVR will be on the team. Couturier, obviously. Giroux. Right. Abe Kubel. Voracek. And then we'll have Konechny. Raffle. Hayes. Pitlick. Grant. I don't even know. Was that 11? 
it's 11 players, right? Uh, I wasn't <laughs> keeping count. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, hold on. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. All right, so we got one more, and I think Farabee will be the last player on. Yeah, I think he's in. Um, Eric, def- between all the math and geography you've been doing, I am just blown away. My fucking head hurts. <laughs> That's off to you. <laughs> you could call this the math podcast. You're a gentleman and scholar. Thank you. Um, Joe, you sounded like, um, what's his face, Stephen Hawking for a second there. <laughs> cool. I didn't hear that. That makes me a gentleman and a scholar, too. You, you are a gentleman and a scholar. Um, all right. For defensemen, we'll have Robert Haig, Ivan Provorov, Matt Niskanen, Justin Braun. Travis Sanheim and Philippe Myers, and then Gossis Beer will be the seventh forward. That's kind of what they were rolling with the whole season. I don't think they're going to change that up. Right. And then Elliott and Hart with Hart starting. So, yeah, you got sounds like roster sounds pretty, you know, that's pretty much what they were rolling with the whole season. I don't see that anyone coming in the change. Frost, yeah. Frost is the, ready for the NHL, but I don't think they're going to, like, just put him in the roster right away. I think they're going to go with what worked before. But, like, you know, the round-robin game, the exhibition game, that'll be where they can tweak and, you know, mess around with whatever. Yeah, now's not really the time to experiment. No, and a lot of really, – I mean, yeah. It's just no a matter – to, like, to we, No, what were you saying? So there's – you really don't have any games to experiment, to waste. Exactly. And you also don't – the other thing is you don't have – um, you don't want to, f- you got to find the chemistry again, but you don't want to fuck around with the chemistry that was already there because you can learn chemistry that was already there better than you can, you know, learn brand new chemistry. So they're going to just go back to what they had, which was essentially the roster I just listed. Right. Don't mess with success. Yeah. And then God forbid anything happens from here to now with, you know, whatever, hopefully not virus or injury or whatever, then, you know, there's plenty of guys that can fill it, which is, you know, not a bad problem to have. you have any uh, fringe players you could see coming up if anyone goes down? Uh, Frost, Morgan Frost. Yeah, Frost is a good one. Um, Carson, Terensky, and Bunneman were two guys that were on there, on the team throughout the year. And then Nate Thompson was a trade deadline acquisition who's like – he's like a 35-year-old older fourth liner, but he – he fit in really well when he was on the team, and he's a I like a lot from what I saw from him. So that could be – those guys could be there. Yeah, so. got a lot of depth. Absolutely. Um, let me think. I mean, that's all about – that's we went over a lot today, boys. I don't know if there's anything else I really got. How about you guys? I mean, I, I, I mean we got one more week until – the uh we'll have another episode recorded next monday which will be right before the first game of the playoffs so we can go real in depth next week and do a little bit of predicting and stuff i can't wait to talk to the brim yeah what'd you say jim back to the brim with a lot of good info sorry you say jim (laughs) i was just i was just gonna say (laughs) (laughs) all of us talk at once i was just gonna say uh, go ahead jim Am I good? Am I good to yeah. go? Yeah, Jim. <laughs> uh, what were you I was just about to say. Uh, yeah, go ahead. 
for fuck's sake. Um, I was just about to say, I got, I lost my train of thought. Oh, God damn. Uh, fuck. <laughs> uh, good talk. Oh, uh, no, 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 I got, I got, it. I, I keep forgetting that hockey's still got like a whole week left to go. I know, because uh, uh, we got baseball starting up in four days. So, you can look yeah. forward to our Philly spot. Yeah, our uh, first episode yeah. for that will be dropping Wednesday. I'm uh, currently working on some of the editing. And uh, I'll probably edit the other one and get it out before the games actually happen. So, (laughs) which we'll have two quick releases. Why not? No, we're we're releasing once a week, man. What are you talking about, dude? The season's starting now. Well, you can record your own episode, or we can do a mini episode. I can't wait for Friday. Anyway, yeah, thank you guys. Up before this game start you're right uh anyway we'll jump more in depth of the flyers uh you know game schedule where we think how we think the brown robin's gonna go and you know predicting a little bit and also just looking at the finalized roster for the playoffs which will probably be ready by you know saturday or sunday right we're setting the groundwork right now yeah Uh, next week's when it when the season starts and we'll get into it yeah when we'll really start giving the getting the good stuff going and there'll be a lot of stuff that probably comes out this week with you know all the exciting you know speculation that's been going on and with players and with all this crap and the players will start to move to the bubble oh that's the last thing i was gonna say um they announced today that the nhl players obviously because the, they're gonna leave for the bubble starting this week and weekend uh they need to have three consecutive COVID 19 tests test negative for them to be allowed to leave for the bubble. So say a player has, you know, like two tests, a third test that's a little inconclusive. We could hear next week, maybe there's a player or two that stay back out of the bubble. And then once they're good to go, they can come to the bubble. So it's kind of like, you know, there's probably going to be a couple players who get fucking left behind because, you know, of everything that's going on, but hope we're hoping for the best. We're hoping that doesn't happen too much. It doesn't. It sounds like it, it sounds very sporadic. What it's happening right now, with everything that's going on, so it doesn't sound like it should be a big problem for the league. But I mean, hopefully, no one on the Flyers has that issue. So, hoping. Um, are they testing every day outside the bubble? Yeah, they're every testing day. once. I think they're testing. They test every time they come into the rink. They have to test. Okay, because I know last week we covered uh, in the bubble testing how it's going. Yeah, happen. no, they're testing. They they have to test every chance that they every time that they're coming to practice. I'm pretty sure they're testing. That's good. Uh, so so that's we'll where like the, that's where like the Voracek test came inconclusive, and I think I think these tests are 24 hours it takes, or it's an hour. That's a big difference, but I can't yeah. remember. I can't remember if I I don't know any like COVID 19 tests that are that quick that they have now. So I would assume 24 hours would make more sense than a, than an actual hour. Yeah. I have no clue about the timeline for the tests. Uh, but you know, God forbid nothing happens. So let's, let's, let's just hope for the best, but, uh, I think that's about it. Uh, if you guys have anything else you want to jump in with, or should we call it a call an episode? I think we covered everything. We really set the stage for uh, the upcoming tournament. Yeah. Um, you can't. Can't. Sports are back. Sports are back. Yeah, they are watching Union right now, boys. <laughs> What's the score, Joe? I know you want to. I know you want to say. 
It's nothing, nothing. All right. Oh well, it's soccer. But uh, the um, <laughs> it's nil nil. Yeah, it's actually yeah, nil, my bad. It's nil nil. You're right. But, you're right. You're right. Um, you can follow us at Stick Energy on Twitter, capital S, capital E. You can follow me at Eric underscore Rayer eleven. Uh, you could follow Jim at what's your Twitter, Jim? At Jimmy Coleman, capital K. I think it's capital K. I'm pretty sure it's capital K. Uh, how about you, Nick? What's your Twitter? Where can the people follow you? Follow me at Nick Pug Nine. That's Pug like the dog. Pug like the dog. And uh, Joe, I know you don't have a Twitter, so where can we follow you at? Yeah, you can follow me at uh, on Webkins. Add me. <laughs> I just got a new uh, monkey puppet stuffed animal so you know add me on webkins add him on webkins it's at fluffy boy too or if and, you see uh, us retweeting a quaker oats page yeah <laughs> no nah, i don't uh, have a twitter um you can obviously you can listen to us on every podcasting service spotify apple pods google play or google Podcasts, whatever the fuck it's called um Anchor, the real important one. That's who uh, who provides us the ability. Spreaker, Spreaker. No, it's Anchor. Anchor. <laughs> yeah, we switched. Oh, yeah. Dude, we're going to... Come on, producer. Dude, we're going to get in oh, trouble. Dude, I'm so <laughs> sorry. Oh, God. got to bleep that out. <laughs> Worst producer ever. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Anchor, we love you. Um, you can make sure to give us a like and a nice review on uh, Apple Pods. Uh, make sure you share around, tell your friends, tell your family, let them know that uh, we are four bros who talk about sports and Hamilton. Don't think mm-hmm. I forgot. And um, <laughs> <laughs> and did I cover all the bases, Jim? Is there anything else we got? Do we have any others? Um, I think you got it all. Yeah. Uh, I know it's one of the first times you've done that. I'm proud of you. you yeah, I think I, I think I think I hit I think I hit all the checks. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, sounds good to me, buddy. I think that's everything, boys. With uh, with another episode of the Gritisons of Philadelphia, I'm oh, Eric. Email. Oh, oh. oh yeah, our, our email. email. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, our emails isn't it bigstickpod at gmail, right, Jim? Uh, it is bigstickpod at gmail.com. Yes, you could send us an email at bigstickpod at gmail, like Jim said. Uh, send us an email. Let us know if you want to talk about something. Maybe if you anyone wants to jump on the review uh, on the podcast to you know discuss anything. I actually I wanted to run this by you guys. I mean we're on the pod now, but I have a one of my good buddies wants to jump on the pod potentially next week uh, as a special guest. Week he wants to you know do some predictions, just discuss flyers with us. Big flyers fan. I used to play hockey with him. Knows his shit. So uh, we'll uh, obviously we'll talk about that a little bit more. But uh, look out for that next week, guys. Maybe might have a potential fifth guest. It's a fucking sausage fest. <laughs> Wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, but yeah. Besides that, I'm uh, Eric with uh, the boys. I think we're uh, signing out. Eric and the boys signing out. We will have sex in your car. It will happen. Dirty Eric and the boys. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Take care, ladies and gentlemen.
the enemy.